Welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Today's episode is about a new phenomenon that recent news articles have named the Great Resignation. And what is the Great Resignation? It's the name that has been given to the mass exodus of employees from their jobs. It's interesting because just last year we had massive unemployment due to COVID restrictions and temporary closures of entire industries. Many businesses shut their doors and many others furloughed their employees or reduced their hours and therefore their salaries and or benefits in order to give them something to survive on. Fast forward to 2021, and not only are we seeing numerous businesses unable to hire new employees, especially in the less skilled, lower level, and therefore lower paying positions, but we are also seeing previously apparently happy, qualified employees leaving their current jobs in search of not necessarily more pay, but certainly more freedom and a better work-life balance. Recent research by Microsoft, uh, you know, the 2021 Work Trend Index, showed that 41% of the workforce is considering leaving their employer this issue. Monster, a global employment website, recently reported that 95% of employees are considering changing jobs. And other statistics show similar results. Because according to the Labor Department, a record 4 million people quit their jobs in April of 2021. And that's what started the great resignation period. People began to see lives, you know, their lives differently. While some realized how much more time they were spending commuting and, you know, they want to continue working remotely. And others felt the exhaustion of the digital overload and the lack of connections. And at the same time, companies like Apple are delaying its return to the office until October. And, you know, because mostly because of the Delta variant. But employees are claiming that more flexibility, you know, which really defines hybrid work, is the best alternative in the post-pandemic workplace. And... There are reports that shows that 62.8% of HR leaders say that hybrid work optimizes employee performance in their organization. So if that's the case, then how come employers haven't realized that and therefore adapted to the needs of their employees that they want so badly to keep? The number one reason is that there is a serious generational gap between the many of the older employers and those, you know, that are in the executive or managerial type positions and their younger team members. In other words, many employers are simply out of touch and are defensive and inflexible about the way they feel that things should be. Truth be told, 
Ever since the Industrial Revolution, workers have been treated like machines. And with the advances of technology, that became more and more so. Their individual needs were almost completely ignored, and the expectations only increased, resulting in an exhausted workforce that simply could not continue to deliver at the pace that it was. At least here in America, that was certainly the case. This pace only got worse. It just got bigger, faster. People wanted things done three days ago, not just yesterday. I, for one, have been speaking about this for over a decade. Okay? In fact, I read a book called Why Work Sucks and How to Fix It back in 2010. And then in 2011, I started my own law firm modeled after the results-only work environment that the book enlightened me about. And in doing so, I became the first results-only work environment law firm in the entire country. People were laughing at me, saying this would never work. They kept telling me that I was crazy, that people needed to be present, that you needed to monitor their work, you needed to make sure they were doing the work, you needed face-to-face meetings and like rapport. Well, they were wrong. Because working for me has always meant no office time was needed at all. Unless, of course, that person who was working for me wanted in-person meetings. But I never felt that I had to babysit anyone. And hiring the right people to work for you should mean that you can trust them to deliver the work product that you expect of them. And if they don't, then there won't be any water cooler conversations and you know, but he shows up every day and he stays after hours type pity that keeps incompetent people. And by that, by the way, I just mean, you know, not the right person for that position on the job for sometimes entire careers. Of course, that doesn't work for every industry. And of course, work hours and office hours are there for functional reasons. And in case of teachers and police officers and first responders and doctor's offices, you know, and all kinds of jobs like that, the, you know, punctuality is very much needed. But patience is a virtue that our immediate society has lost long ago. And with the pandemic, they learned to regain it. Many items were backordered. Many services were unavailable. Many schedules were changed and flights were canceled. And there were no trains into the city from point A to point B. And we all had to adapt. And we also saw how much time we were wasting commuting and getting ready every day. We saved money on transportation, fuel, you know, in cases of people that wear makeup on makeup and clothes and even food for those of us who were cooking instead of getting carry out and delivery. Not to mention being able to be home during the, you know, the large appointment window that the oil guy gives you you know, without having to take a personal or a vacation day for that and being able to be with your dogs who don't live all that long and being able to watch your children's first steps and first words and development in general and being able to be in the company of those that we love, you know, and dressed down as we please, as it's comfortable and going to pee as many times as we need to without feeling weird about it, like somebody's watching and counting. I mean, all of that is absolutely priceless. Employees are at times taking giant pay cuts 
just to be able to continue to work remotely and companies that refuse to let them may end up without the majority of their qualified workforce. 73% of workers surveyed want flexible remote work, to, you know, all those options at least to continue. And since we spend less money by working remotely, you know, sometimes paying a pay cut isn't really resulting in less money left over. Not to mention that the pandemic also taught us that life is fragile. The ability to travel may not always be there. So we got to do it now while we still can. And quality of life isn't tied to more money, but to more time and more freedom. There's also the issue of more competition for employers. Remote work means that anyone can work from anywhere and therefore the best people can work for a better employer that is located out of state or even overseas, oftentimes getting paid more and with a guarantee fully remote work given that the, you know, the, that, that impracticality of that distance, right? And it could also mean that employers could recruit employees from somewhere else. But let's face it, there's only a finite number of extremely gifted people and they will go where the best package becomes available. There's also a need for authentic relationships and a recognition of our humanity. In the U.S. workforce, you know, at least here, the, the women especially, workers are expected to basically put work ahead of their personal lives and sometimes individual freedoms. Like their social media is monitored, what they say and what they wear and who they're with is monitored and it could result in, in disciplinary actions. And that is simply not conducive to happiness and satisfaction, which kills productivity. More personal interactions can increase inclusion, productivity, innovation, and psychological safety. And the truth is that the pandemic proved to us that it is possible to foster close relationships via video and occasional in-person meetings. In fact, the relationships become more real when you do it that way. And just the other day, my husband brought this whole topic to my attention and we had a long conversation about it and that's how I decided to do this podcast about it today. And he and I, we view things a little bit differently when it comes to productivity, you know, and the value of in-person work. And he asked me an interesting question that is worth sharing here. So to paraphrase, because obviously I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of, if people were so happy before all these advancements that led us to become such a fast-paced, overworked society, then what drove them to invent them and to keep inventing them in the first place? And I said that before there were cars and planes and everything, there was, you know, there were horses, horse and carriage, and basically news came by the quote-unquote carrier pigeon. So by the time the news got to you that a family member who lived far away was sick, that person may already be dead. And by the time you make it there, you would likely have missed the funeral. And building a home or anything took years. And it simply meant that there was a lot of work and there wasn't all that much time left to enjoy with loved ones. In other words, when we first started these advancements, it was so we could have more time together with those that we love or doing things that we loved not less. It was to make work go by faster so that we could be done sooner, 
Not so that we could work more and more to the point of sometimes working nonstop. It was so that we could be done in an hour or two instead of in days, so that we could go away on vacation for longer, or you know, just be home enjoying tea in our front porch. And somewhere along the way, whether it was for money or employer leverage or whatever it may have been, we got carried away. And especially here in the United States, the whole hard work and self-sacrifice mentality drove people to waste their entire lives and have very little joy. I, of course, am grateful for all of those that came before me who afforded me the great life that I had growing up and the opportunities that came from it. But I believe that life is to be lived in balance and that work can be very rewarding and a huge source of fulfillment and joy. For me, it is true for my work in and of itself, you know, as long as work isn't torturous, as long as the expectations aren't inhuman. And the bottom line is humans are not machines. And this is an employee's market. So wake up, employers. Or you will be de facto put to sleep by your own doing in refusing to change. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at HighVibeAdvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at HighVibeAdvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.